Good morning. Today is Tuesday, May 26th, the third day of Sivan, the 47th day of the Omer. The Ten Commandments does not exist. What I mean by that is the phrase Ten Commandments does not appear anywhere in the Torah. Obviously, the passage to which it refers exists, and it's the center text and focal point of Shavuos, but that phrase, Ten Commandments, uh, to the best of my knowledge, does not occur anywhere in the Torah, and does not occur, to the best of my knowledge, anywhere in classical Jewish sources, and I do not know its origin. If you have an idea of it, uh, please let me know. But this passage, which of course is central to Shavuos, what God spoke to the entire Jewish people at Mount Sinai, that is referred to in the Torah as Aseres Hadvarim. Literally, that means the ten words or the ten statements that created Judaism, that created our identity, and that has influenced all of mankind until this day. So, Aseres Hadvarim is the phrase used in the Torah. In rabbinic literature, it's referred to as Aseres Hadibros. I don't know the reason for the change in the grammatical form, but it means the same thing, the ten words or the ten sayings. And the correct, uh, precise translation of that term emphasizes for us the central theme of this Yom Tov is words. The power of words to inspire, the power of words to instruct, the power of words to heal. And this is also a dominant theme in the book of Ruth, and it is one of the reasons that we read the book of Ruth on Shavuos. There are many examples of this, but permit me now to share one brief example that holds a very important practical lesson, and it's something that's very uh, meaningful to me personally. Uh, I think about it all the time, and it goes like this. So the story of the book of Ruth begins with the downfall of Naomi, and she says about herself, I left my home full, meaning I was wealthy, I was important, I had a husband, I had sons. And she left Beis Lechem, Bethlehem, but literally Beis Lechem, the place of bread, the place of fullness. I left full, she says. Malaya Halakti, I left full. Vereikam, Vereikam, Heshivani Hashem. But God has brought me back empty, disgraced, impoverished. Her husband and sons passed away. And she comes back poor with Ruth, her former daughter-in-law, certainly a wonderful young woman, 
certainly a sincere convert, but also another person to worry about supporting. But Naomi has a relative named Boaz, and Boaz is a good man, a generous man, and Naomi suggests to Ruth, go to Boaz. Boaz knows us and ask Boaz to help us. And Ruth does so. <clears throat> and Boaz answers her and says, don't worry. I will do what you ask. He says, because I know because you are an a woman of valor. I've shared with you before. That's the origin of the phrase that was later used by Ruth's great-great-grandson King Solomon, Shlomo HaMelech, when he wrote a poem of praise to Jewish women in general. His role model was the first woman who was called and that was Ruth. But what we sense in Boaz's words, even before he does anything, how reassuring and calming his words are to a young woman who is vulnerable and who is anxious. And we sense that this woman who is so upset just immediately senses the confidence and the calm. Boaz has not yet even done anything, but he has promised her and he has an air of integrity about him. I will take care of the problem. And then Ruth comes home and tells Naomi what happened. And listen to what Naomi says to Ruth. Naomi says to Ruth, after hearing what Boaz had told Ruth, Naomi says to her, Shvibiti, sit, rest, my daughter, be calm. Kilo yishkot ha'ish, ki inkila hadavar hayom. That man will not rest until he solves the problem today. His word is all you need. What an amazing reputation where a person can say about you, don't worry. If they said they're going to do it, rest easy. Take it off your list. It's as good as done. His word is all you need. And there is this absolute reliance that he will fulfill his promise today without delay. How impressive is it to be a person about whom others can say, Kilo Yishkota Ish, because that person will not rest until he solves the problem and fulfills his promise today. The words themselves heal and inspire. And the truth is, especially now, we recognize the difference. We recognize the difference when we hear it from someone else 
we also ought to recognize the difference in the words that we are saying. And it may be a doctor or a nurse or some other professional. It could be a service person. But there's a way of speaking when you're anxious and you're worried and you're afraid. There's a way of speaking that just simply puts you at ease. It's going to be okay. I'm not worried anymore. I have full confidence that this person can do what needs to be done and will do what needs to be done. It's such a gift to use words in those ways. And of course, unfortunately, the opposite is also true. People can use words to make us more anxious, to make us more afraid, more upset. How careful do we have to be to try to emulate the, the, the approach, the way that Boaz uses words in the way that we speak to others, the way that we want to hear others speak to us. So I shared this story once before. I want to share it again. It's an amazing story. I heard the story first from Sivan Rahav Meir. And she heard it from a teacher named Avinoam Hirsch. was a teacher in a Jewish school in Israel. And he was writing about parent-teacher conference. And he had to meet with the parents of all of his students. And he found himself sitting in front of a woman, a single mother. He knew from the son in his class and he knew from the situation that she was poor, that she worked very hard, that she went through struggles every day. And he says to himself, what am I supposed to say to her? Your son gets failing grades every day. Your son starts up in class and bothers the others every day. Almost every day I have to send him to the principal. And he's thinking about what he's going to say to this woman who is so worn out. And she's trying. But what can she do? Because the truth of the matter is, if there would be other children that are going through at home what this boy is going through at home those other children probably would not be acting any better. And he says he realizes that sometimes <coughs> the story that a teacher tells at a parent's teacher conference <coughs> cannot just be reviewing the grades and the notes. It's got to be addressing the exhausted woman who's sitting in front of you. And sometimes you the teacher are the only person in the world to give her encouragement. So this is what he says to her. He says, look, I'm aware of the difficulties. I'm aware of the problems. But I want to tell you this. In my entire class, I do not have another child who loves his mother as much as your son loves you. When I took him out of class today, because he was again disruptive, 
when I took him out of class today, he didn't care about anything. He didn't care about going to the principal's office. He didn't care about not being allowed to go to recess. He didn't care about anything. The only thing that got to him was when I said to him that I was going to be meeting you, his mother, tonight at parent-teacher conference. And that's when this boy said, please don't tell my mother. Give me one more chance. My mother has too many difficulties with me already. Please don't tell my mother. So the teacher says to this woman, listen, I have students that get straight A's and they don't care about their parents at all. But you, he says to this woman, you have merited a boy who loves and admires you so much that the only thing he cares about is not to cause you pain. And I want you to know that's a great gift. And the teacher could see how this woman stood, sat up more straight. And she got up and she left with a feeling of positive, inspiring. There's something good happening. Sometimes you have to give negative news. Yes, that's true. But sometimes, even when there is negative news, you can find a way to give it that still gives strength. That's the power of words. Words can shape an experience, no matter what the experience is, in a way that gives strength, in a way that gives self-esteem and honor and meaning. That's the message of Ruth. That's the message we learn from not only the content, but the tone of Boaz's words. And that's the message of Shavuos. What we receive are Aseras Hadibros, ten words, words that change the world and words that change ourselves and each other. I want to wish you Chag Sameach and a wonderful day. And I hope, and especially now it's so relevant, being in tight quarters, the way that we speak to each other, I hope that Shavuos and reading the book of Ruth on Shavuos will inspire us to use our words the way Boaz does, the way this teacher does, to instill confidence, to grant self-esteem, to give honor. My friends, have a wonderful day.